privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word GRADE to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun. And everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text GRADE to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text GRADE to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text GRADE to 323232 now. Text GRADE to 323232. Welcome to the Stairway to Heaven. We're coming to you bringing insights into the ever-changing high-frequency currents now baiting the planet and their effect on us all. The source of vital information for the evolving human being. I'm Gwilda Wiecka. Signs, omens, synchronicities, and divination. Best bring in some firewood. There's a big storm a-coming, my grandfather stated one clear, sunny Wyoming day. There was not a breath of wind, very unusual for Wyoming any time of year, and the snow from the last storm had finally begun to melt. What do you mean, Pops? There's not a cloud in the sky, I inquired. Pops was an old rancher. His father had homesteaded in Wyoming. When he died, he left the ranch to Pops, who'd been working it his entire life. I loved visiting the ranch. I was on spring break from college, and I'd taken the long drive over almost impassable dirt roads to spend the time with my beloved grandparents. Jeej, saddle up old Pat, take ring, and bring the cattle in from the south pasture. They'll be in the southeast corner, he instructed, without answering my question. How did he expect them to all be in one corner, I wondered. As a rule, they were to be found wandering all over any pasture they were grazing in, not gathered in one spot. Nonetheless, I dutifully went out to do Pop's bidding. When I came to the corral, I found Pat and the other horses all huddled in the southeast corner of the enclosure with their butts facing northwest. Not thinking much of it, I harnessed Pat, took him to the barn, saddled him up. We went to the pasture my grandfather indicated. Sure enough, the pasture appeared deserted until I went to the southeast corner. There was the entire herd, all huddled together with their rumps facing northwest. Usually it took both Pops and I to drive them from pasture to pasture, aided by his trusty cattle dog ring. Today, however, the bovines seemed more than happy to be driven to the pasture closest to the ranch house and trotted there with little direction from me or prompting from ring. Mostly, all I had to do was dismount and open gates on our way, while Ring kept up the rear, encouraging stragglers. When we got to the ranch house, Pops was already throwing bales of hay into the pasture from his old ranch truck. Grandma came out with fresh food and water for the chickens, put it in their coop, and proceeded to close all the doors. This was a chore usually performed at sunset when all the chickens had decided to move inside. Where are the chickens, I asked, looking around the yard and wondering why she was closing them out of their coop. They're all roosted up, she responded. In the middle of a sunny day, I wondered. 
Soon, just as the old man predicted, the wind kicked up out of the northwest, and before long, the sky darkened with snow clouds. So, Pops, would you please tell me how you knew about the storm? I inquired that evening after all our chores were done. We were sitting in front of the fire eating popcorn while the blizzard raged outside. The ranch was too far out for radio reception, and there were no phones. It's not like he'd heard a weather report. Well, let me think about it. My first indication was when I got up this morning and my joints were aching more than usual. The rest came from the animals, Pops informed. Suddenly I remembered the horses and cattle hunkered in the corners furthest, furthest away from the impending storm with their rumps to the upcoming wind. I remembered the chickens roosting midday for no apparent reason, and everything made sense. The signs were all there, if you knew how to read them. I ended up enjoying an extended spring break vacation as we were snowed in for two weeks. There's an ancient art form used to foretell trends and events. It's been used across ages and galaxies to navigate life, so we end up where we need to be, doing what we need to be doing to manifest our intentions. The ability to read signs and omens and synchronicities to divine this information takes many forms and is found in many practices. But there's one thing they all have in common. They use outward signs of the flow of life to ascertain where that flow is going and what it supports. Nothing just randomly happens. Everything is interconnected and responds to the currents of life. The cards you draw out of the fortune teller's deck, the flight pattern of birds, animals showing up in nature, the patterns cloud forms in the sky, the number on the license plate in the car in front of you all follow life and give clues as to where life is going. The key is in observation and accurate interpretation. Reading omens requires clear conscious intent. It's helpful if you understand how to compose your intent and bottom line along with your question. More information on this can be found in the Stairway to episode entitled, The Hidden Power That Drives Our Lives, Intention, and Bottom Line. In my grandfather's case, his intent was always to responsibly run the ranch while seeing to the safety of his family and the animals in his charge. Over the years, he'd observed many reoccurring signs in the behavior of animals that gave an almost uncanny ability to foretell the weather. Once he observed a particular behavior in one species, in this case the horses, he could also extrapolate what the other animals would be doing, such as where the cattle would be and that the chickens would be roosting midday. He was then prompted to have me bring the cattle to a closer pasture, where he could easily deliver hay and keep them fed throughout the storm, while the more distant pasture was inaccessible and the grass buried under deep snow. In the case of the fortune teller's cards, any fortune teller worth their salt will have you hold your question in mind while either they or you choose a card. This will not only influence which card is chosen, but also the interpretation. One form of divination used by almost all cultures is the appearance and behavior of animals. When you see something in nature that catches your attention, like a raven perched on a fence, First, recap what you were thinking or intending at the time. Write this down in your journal. If you know how to work with intention and bottom line, include this also. Then recall all the details of the sighting that you can, like directions and activity. 
In this case, let's say the raven was perched on a fence in the north, facing east, calling loudly. If you'd been thinking about whether you should stay in your old job or seek a new one, apply the meaning of the symbols to your query. You can also Google or use Animal Symbols book to help look up Raven. Raven is the bringer of omens and magic. They're black, so they bring light into what's hidden. If you have a particular relationship with ravens, consider that in your interpretation. In my case, ravens often show up when a family member or friend needs my help, so I'd consider that when figuring out the meaning. Next, consider the directions. North, where the bird was sitting, stands for winter, old age, wisdom, gratitude, darkness, endings, and death. East, where the bird was facing, stands for sunrise, spring, new beginnings, and the planting of new things. Applying this to what you've been thinking, whether to stay at your old job or seek a new one, you'll see that the bird was sitting at the end of something looking towards the planting of something new. Cawing usually indicates an urgent message or drawing attention to a thing. Putting it all together, one interpretation might be that you've reached the end of your old job and it's time to consider planting seeds for a new one. The cawing might indicate it deserves your immediate attention and needs to be done in a timely manner. Time of day can also play in. For instance, if it were evening or dusk when you saw the raven, it might indicate the sun was setting, time was almost out to make the desired changes, or the sun was setting on your old job. It's a powerful form, but to accurately use it, you'll need to study the meaning of each direction and find a good, reliable source of information on animal totems and their meanings. Every tradition has its own interpretation, but for our purposes, a quick synopsis of the directions. East stands for sunrise, spring, new beginnings, childhood, and planting of new things. South, everlight, midday, summer, passion, co-creation, adulthood, and tending crops. West, sunset, fall, harvest, sorting, discernment, midlife. And north, darkness, winter, endings, death, old age, and transmutation. For the meaning of animal totems, you can use resources like books on the topic or Google, but play with the interpretations until it feels right to you. This is your relationship to the world, not someone else's, so you are the ultimate authority. Another form of divination is found in the events happening in your environment. One of my favorite examples is the day I was wondering if my friend from work would welcome a visit from me. A devout Catholic, she'd been having a tough time adjusting to her daughter's divorce. No sooner had the thought entered my head than my dog stuck her nose into my sleeping cat. The cat went ballistic, puffed up, hissed, yowled, and chased the poor dog out of the room, taking chunks out of the hapless canine's hide with her claws. Alrighty then. <laughs> Needless to say, I did not go visit. Sometime afterwards, when my friends seemed to be doing better, I told her I'd considered paying her a visit to lend my support. She told me she was glad I didn't. She'd been extremely bitter. She found herself snapping at everyone and did not want to see anyone for a while. Thinking my back, my dog had indeed stuck her muzzle into my cat's business uninvited with disastrous results. Once again, this takes being observant, taking time to journal, and accurately interpreting events. 
rather than just waiting for an omen to appear on its own, there are ceremonies and techniques that one can use to actively engage omenology. This one I learned from my favorite Celtic shamanism teacher, Tom Cowan. Journal your intent or question. Take your journal and a magnetic compass outside and stand in the betwixt and between, such as half in the shade, half in the sunshine, one foot on the pavement, the other on the grass, and so on. Without looking up, face east. State your question before looking up. Take note of the very first thing you see and jot it down in your journal along with the direction. Look down, turn to face the south, and repeat. Do the same for the west and then the north. Give gratitude for the data, even though you probably don't know what it means yet, and go work with the information. In this exercise, triangulate your question with the meaning of the direction and the symbolic meaning of the first thing you see. You can often find meanings for symbols in a good dream interpretation book, as long as you remember that you, not the book, are the ultimate authority. The meaning may not immediately come to you, but rather serve as a sign when you're faced with a choice you need to make to reach your goal. For example, I did this exercise when I was asking where would be the best place to move my school and office as the lease was running out on the old location. In the east, representing new beginnings, I looked up to see a huge boulder. A dream book indicated it stood for a large obstacle in my path. I got distracted trying to figure out what the blockage was. Later, while searching for a new location, I'd narrowed it down. I'd found nice buildings available in two different towns close to where I lived. One was Longmont and the other Boulder, Colorado. Suddenly, my exercise in nomenology came to mind. Boulder. It does indeed come to those who wait. If you're engaged in an important project or trying to manifest an intent, it's doubly important to pay attention to the omens that appear in your life. Omens will direct you to opportunities leading to your desired outcome, or conversely, warn you about upcoming pitfalls, like my dog's muzzle in my cat's business. However, life goes on all around us all the time. It's important not to get so caught up in finding meaning in everything that you don't simply enjoy the moment. Sometimes a bird sitting on a branch singing is just a bird sitting on a branch singing. Take time to sit back and enjoy the song. But if you're going through tough times or setting a strong intent, trying to manifest something, or have a burning question and need guidance, pay close attention to everything around you. We're not alone. All of life conspires to help us if we just ask, trust, watch, and listen. Thank you for joining me, Gwilda Wiecka, on the Stairway to Heaven, where we provide updates on the energetic current facilitating our evolution into conscious, powerful co-creators. To revisit this or any of our past episodes, visit our archives at www.stairwaytoheavenmedia.com. If you'd like to find out more about me, my school, and the evolutionary tools we offer, visit www.findyourpathhome.com. Until next time, may you be blessed on your sacred path to wholeness. We are here. The time is now.